We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So there's obviously been lots of noise surrounding the Ravens as an organization ever since Lamar Jackson's trade request went public. But there's one narrative floating around social media that I want to pick apart. Now, sure, there have been five homegrown Ravens who've requested trades out of Baltimore over the last four seasons, but context is key in each one of those situations. So we'll dive into all of that just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett, solo podcasting while Sarah and her family are in Japan. It's Wednesday, March 29th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So Odell Beckham Jr. remains linked to the Ravens, according to NFL insider Josina Anderson, but I'll share why I still think that OBJ to Baltimore is a total long shot on a number of levels. Plus, with so many team owners and executives doubling down on their lack of interest in Lamar from this week's league meetings in Arizona, number eight took to Twitter late Tuesday night and he had something to say about it and that wasn't all he had to say. Luckily, I stayed awake late for you, so stay tuned for topic three. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So ever since Lamar Jackson formally announced his trade request that went down March 2nd, what I feel is a misleading narrative has been making its rounds on social media, taking direct aim at the Ravens organization. And that's where popular Twitter personality Dov Kleiman comes into play. He tweeted the following recently, quote, Lamar Jackson is the fifth homegrown Ravens player to request a trade from the team in the past four years. He goes on to note, those five players, Orlando Brown Jr., Hollywood Brown, Hayden Hurst, Chuck Clark, and Lamar Jackson. So here's the deal. Technically, nothing he said is inaccurate. It just lacks context, which I wanted to remind you of here. So let's begin with Orlando Brown Jr., whose dream has always been to play left tackle in the National Football League. Baltimore drafted Baby Zeus in the third round of the 2018 draft two years after they used first-round draft capital on Ronnie Stanley back in 2016. Now, prior to Ronnie's debilitating ankle injury, he was their all-pro caliber guy at left tackle, and Zeus Jr. was a bona fide pro bowler at right tackle. So if anything, that's a great organizational problem to have 
with an abundance of riches at the tackle position. But ultimately, Brown wanted to fulfill his late father's dream, which led to the trade request and also a trip to Kansas City. Next up is 2019 first-round selection, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, who obviously, we all know this, he had it out for Greg Roman and Baltimore's offensive scheme. That's a Greg Roman thing, not a Ravens thing. Plus, Hollywood had his best season as a pro in his final season with the team, in which he logged over 1,000 yards receiving in 16 games played. That brings us to another first-round selection in tight end Hayden Hurst, who was limited to just 12 games in his rookie season back in 2018, which, as we know, absolutely opened the door for then-fellow rookie Mark Andrews to capitalize on an opportunity, and he never looked back. And don't forget, at that point in time, Nick Boyle was one of the league's all-around tight ends and a superstar blocker. So again, the organization had an abundance of riches at a specific position and honored his trade request, Hayden's request, that is, that ultimately turned into J.K. Dobbins, by the way, the following April, who went on to set a franchise record for rookie touchdown scored. And what about Chuck Clark? Well, last offseason, the Ravens front office made two major splashes for their secondary, which they have long valued as a defensive-minded organization. Not only did Eric DaCosta make a big splash in free agency by acquiring Marcus Williams, but he also went ahead and drafted Kyle Hamilton with the 14th overall pick in last year's draft. Two players that we can probably all agree are cornerstone pieces to this defense for years to come. The common theme here is an abundance of riches that have led to many of these trade requests. And the same can be said for Chuck, who, to his credit, didn't miss one defensive snap all of 2022, and that was after his initial request wasn't granted a year ago. And last but not least, the unicorn of them all, who is pretty much incomparable to any of these examples, and that's Lamar Jackson. Simply put, Number eight submitted a trade request as a strategic ploy to gain leverage in ongoing contract negotiations in which he hasn't felt like he's received fair monetary value. You can blame his predicament on the Ravens, but you know where I stand on this topic. The team has offered Lamar the second richest contract in NFL history when it comes to fully guaranteed money, and it's not good enough for him. His actions say that. We've covered that enough, though, so I won't go any further. But when I step back and look and think about this list, I see cap casualties, a ton of depth that the front office deserves credit for cultivating, and one big bogus narrative that I'm not saying it was Dov's intention, right? Dov Kleiman, who initially tweeted this, but it certainly was taken and run with all throughout uh, sports media, specifically in Baltimore. And hey, you know what? Sure, there's some wiggle room with the Marquise Brown conversation because of usage or lack thereof within Greg Roman's system. But he's far from a number one wide receiver in my mind, and he was given plenty of chances in Baltimore. Still to come here on the vault, though, the Odell Beckham Jr. to Baltimore talk continues to ramp up, but I'm not quite buying it. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dell Beckham Jr. walked right in the front door of the Arizona Biltmore here along with his agent Zeke Sandu. Had meetings with a couple of different teams including the Baltimore Ravens, one of the teams that does have interest in Beckham. Of course, the New York Jets we've known by now have, have interest as well. A couple other teams have been public about uh, their potential desires uh, to have Beckham. The Rams would be one. The Giants would be another. So he walked right through the lobby wearing a really cool Mariners hat. Got the whole thing buzzing and it, obviously the goal is to get signed but if the goal was to get everyone talking about it rarely do you get a top-notch free agent just strolling on through the lobby big time so free agent wide receiver odell beckham jr he decided to crash this year's league meetings in phoenix and reportedly met with multiple teams including the ravens which was first put forth by nfl insider and friend of the show josina anderson now i continue to feel like this is a long shot mostly because of lamar's fluid situation in baltimore and knowing what Josina told us on the show earlier this month. Definitely got to get things with resolved with Lamar. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's definitely, you know, a, a big yeah. aspect of it. You know, kind of just kind of a small, you're right, Sarah, there's a, there's a little small detail there. Um, and, you know, clearly I think that uh, OBJ is very anxious to get back into, you know, the team fold. You know, one of the things that people forget when you are, um, rehabbing is that, um, especially when you are a free agent is that that's all on your dime. <laughs> he's been spending yep. his own money, you know, with all he's at IMGs at Exos, you know, he's, you know, doing all this stuff. So it costs money. And that was, of course it wasn't the only thing, but that was like, you know, one of the considerations for possibly trying to come back last year as, as he was having those talks with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones was trying to talk to him and be like, yo, you know, you could come into our facilities. We got the best, you know, training staff. You, you could, you know, it'll be on our dime. Woo -woo -woo, all this other stuff. But, um, to answer your question with the uh, with the Ravens, definitely have to get the quarterback aspect, um, um, you know, resolved. I think that he's going to look at all of the offers that he gets and he is going to weigh everything out. Um, part of that, yes, is going to be what he um, is getting offered. So to answer that question, because, you know, someone just texted me and said, so is he really asking for 20 million a year or whatever? I, I haven't specifically asked him if it's, if it's 20, but he did text me yesterday and was like, he does what, what he's worth. So I'm sure that it's a, it's a, you know, significant number. Um, and I do think that part of what plays into that for Odell is not just, um, you know, he knows what he can do. You then add in the fact that Baltimore has just over $6.1 available in salary cap space on top of Pro Football Talk's recent reporting that claimed OBJ was looking for a contract somewhere in between 15 to $20 million per year, and it seems like even more of a long shot with those figures. Now, yes, OBJ has since denied those reports while also adding that no, $4 million wasn't anywhere near enough, and we still don't know the team that actually offered him 
four million. Hopefully, it wasn't Baltimore. Uh, but still, the point is, the Ravens don't have a ton of room to work with right now. Now, I'm certainly not saying he wouldn't immediately upgrade the Ravens' wide receiver room because OBJ would, even coming off his ACL tear in the Super Bowl, right, that caused him to miss all of 2022, he would absolutely upgrade this group. I'm more so saying that there are a slew of teams that OBJ and his camp are in contact with right now, and you better believe he is going to be prioritizing the ones that have their quarterback situation stabilized. As the annual league meetings wrap up today for NFL owners in Phoenix, Arizona, there's been plenty of updates from national and local reporters who used their access this week to check in with team executives about the prospect of making a run at Lamar Jackson in the aftermath of his latest social media stunt earlier this week. So for starters, local reporters from Baltimore had a chance to catch up with Ravens team president Sashi Brown earlier this week. And he shared the following with them off camera. Quote, we love Lamar. We want Lamar back. We've seen the tweet. We've been in good communication with him. These are hard circumstances, but we're committed to trying to get something done. Close quote. And as you probably heard by now, but just in case you haven't, John Harbaugh reiterated similar sentiments during his media session from Phoenix. You just understand that this is how it works. I mean, Lamar is a great guy, and Lamar's doing a nice job with the negotiations, and I think that needs to be said. People need to understand he's doing a good job, okay? And Eric's doing a good job. And, and Eric's getting advice from Ozzy and from Steve, and all those things are being discussed. Yeah, I'm involved in those conversations too, so I know where we're at. There really is no frustration other than the natural, normal, hey, this is how pro football works, you know? And it's probably easier than college football. They got the transfer portal. I'd like to be dealing with that. So I, I feel okay about this. It's going to be all right. Yeah, NIL. But we have contracts. So that's good. And as far as what's been said about number eight outside of Baltimore, let's go team by team, shall we? Atlanta Falcons coach Arthur Smith said Tuesday that second-year player Desmond Ritter will begin the season as the team's starting quarterback. And team owner Arthur Blank also added that while there's no question Lamar is one of the league's top quarterbacks, his situation is, quote, very different than Deshaun Watson's was a year ago. He was also quoted for saying the following, quote, looking at it objectively, I'd say there's some concern over how long he can play his style of game. Hopefully a long time, but he's missed five, six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business, close quote. The New England Patriots should probably be next up on the list, seeing how Meek Mill apparently texted team owner Robert Kraft claiming that Lamar wanted to be a Patriot, and Kraft basically just left it in Bill Belichick's court, didn't even deny it. Well, according to Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal, they're locally in Massachusetts, the Patriots are not expected to pursue number eight this offseason. Meanwhile, the Jets remain solely focused on working out trade compensation details for Aaron Rodgers. The Lions are building hard around Jared Goff. And honestly, they have quietly had a tremendous offseason in free agency. Colts owner Jim Ursay says he doesn't believe in fully guaranteed contracts because he doesn't see it as a positive competitively. And of course, Indianapolis is still slated to draft the fourth overall pick next month. Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders have their sights set on roster building, according to reporters, and giving their second-year player and Sam Howell a chance to compete with journeyman Jacoby Brissett. 
NFL reporter Aaron Wilson confirmed that the Texans are indeed honing in on taking either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young with their second overall pick. And that, of course, will be based on who the Carolina Panthers choose between the two of them at number one overall. So that's where things stand right now. And by the way, as I'm sure you've gathered by now, Sarah and her family are in Japan, as you heard at the top. So she decided to send me a message despite the 13-hour time difference, and I wanted to share it with you regarding a question that I posed earlier this week in which I asked, why did Lamar, why did he wait three-plus weeks after formally submitting his trade request to the team to actually announce it publicly as John Harbaugh sat with the media in Phoenix? So Sarah heard that question, and she wanted to weigh in with this, quote, I'm speculating like everyone else, but the answer might be in what he's trying to change by making that public. The only thing it really attempts to change is removing the threat that the Ravens will match an offer sheet. Right now, EDC holds that leverage. So this is an attempt by Lamar to take some leverage back by saying, hey, I want out, hoping that teams will be more prone to reaching out to him. He's saying, quote, if the tag is holding you back from negotiating with me, don't let it because I can force the Ravens' hand, close quote. Of course, these aren't direct quotes. This is Sarah doing an exercise. She goes on to say, if Lamar is like the rest of us and didn't foresee a slew of quarterback needy teams immediately declaring themselves out of the running, maybe he didn't see it as necessary to make it public back then. But the market is more clear now, and he's not in as high of demand as many predicted, and trying to remove obstacles from teams talking to him is the smart play on Lamar's part. But will it work? It will if the threat of matching is a real issue for other teams. But it won't if his contract demands are a non-starter, as Stephen Holder reported. Kadri and I spoke about that. And it also won't if teams' concerns are what Josina Anderson told us earlier this month, which is that teams may just have the same concerns about him, which is that teams may just have the same concerns about him that they once had about him back during the draft. Josina said in our show that that was holding back at least one team she spoke with, close quote. Now, what does Lamar have to say about all this? Well, just as I was finalizing this morning's script late, and I mean late Tuesday night, Lamar decided to go on an absolute Twitter frenzy, beginning with quote-tweeting ringer writer Stephen Ruiz, who posted Lamar's career stats versus the coaches of teams who have publicly said they are not interested in him. And needless to say, they were pretty dang good stats, to which Lamar responded with, quote, I can't wait to see you all, winky face emoji. Oh, and by the way, he was not done there either. In a completely separate tweet, LJ fired away with, quote, I don't remember me sitting out on my guys week one versus the Jets to week 12 versus the Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money in which I could have gotten hurt at any time within that time frame. When we know the Super Bowl's been on my mind since April of 2018, let's get real. I would rather have 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now that's selfish to me, close quote. Another tweet read as follows, quote, all in all, I love you all. Don't ever think I have an attitude speaking on the net, the internet. Only if we losing, I don't know anyone who smiles after losing or plays around. You should not play sports, bro. 
Other than that, I'm in great spirits at all times. If you know me, you know, close quote. Lamar then began mixing it up in his reply section, responding to a fan that tweeted the following at him in response. The conversation isn't about if you sat with 100% PCL. The conversation is if you sat out with a 90% PCL, which others would play on at a risk of further injury. Same as how many don't think you want a fully guaranteed deal, but still think you want like 200 million fully guaranteed. To which Lamar responds directly to this fan with, 90% is 100% to me. I wasn't there at all. So are you going to continue to question me after this statement as well? Then yet another Twitter user comes in and asks Lamar, real talk, Lamar, how come you didn't travel with the team for the playoff game in Cincinnati? And Lamar, again, a direct response. After I traveled to the Pittsburgh game, my PCL got inflated. So a few of us discussed it and I got the okay to stay so I could try and recover faster. And all of that right there is your official Lamar Jackson Tuesday night Twitter frenzy. And before I fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this regarding the Commanders franchise down in D.C., Orlandover. The Josh Harris-Mitchell-Rails group, which now includes Magic Johnson, officially submitted a fully financed bid for Washington's franchise that meets Dan Snyder's $6 billion asking price. Elsewhere, former NFL executive Joe Banner recently wrote the following on Twitter, quote, if Baltimore's smart, they just stay positive and keep working behind the scenes. Lamar has basically had permission to find another team for effectively a month. The Ravens are too smart to respond to this stunt, close quote. In other news, the Thursday night football flex scheduling proposal was tabled until May, according to an NFL spokesman, but league owners did approve a change that will allow a team to potentially play two Thursday night games per season, and I can't imagine players are going to be all that thrilled with this expect plenty of pushback the league has also approved having just one roster cut down which means teams will now trim rosters from 90 players down to 53 after the final preseason game that date is set for this summer tuesday august 29th and finally the league voted on tuesday to allow all players other than offensive and defensive linemen to wear the jersey number zero the proposal, which was submitted by the Philadelphia Eagles, now also allows kickers and punters to use any jersey numeral between 0 and 49 and 90 and 99. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month, Joel Harmon and Alan Jay. We appreciate you guys for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time I've got today, but I'll be back on Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know. <laughs>